0: You know what I say when I see a bidet? What? Don't mind if I do.
1: It's manners.
0: I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy.
1: And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy.
0: And you're listening to, let me check, yes, it's Spanners.
1: It's extraordinary etiquette. For
0: ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove.
1: Hello, dear. How are you? I'm all right. Okay. <laughs> Listen, things could be worse.
0: Yes, but things could always be better.
1: <laughs> How are you?
0: Doing pretty good. I had a good night's sleep. I uh, played a fun game stream last evening with friends Mm -hmm. uh, and I had uh, a pleasant bathroom experience this morning. Oh!
1: how How convenient. Oh, it's almost like a transition.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because we are talking about bidets.
1: We are, and um, please tell us the story of how you were introduced to Bidets, or as they are commonly called, um, uh, washlets.
0: Oh, well, uh, here
1: in the U.S., when they're just on top of the toilet. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
0: I think perhaps you are you are. uh, So I was given uh, our bidet Mm -hmm. by my older brother Mm -hmm. for Christmas Mm -hmm. as a Christmas as a joke. Not, no, not really as a joke. Okay, now hold on. He
1: says it's a joke. It was a joke. Now
0: hold on. Who's telling the story? Okay, fine i I don't think it was a joke so much as it was lighthearted is the way I would put it, it was like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a thing that we Macroyce like to call kidding on the square. yes. Um, and the thing is then, I believe it sat in the box for a long time because I think I needed a connection that I didn't have to hook it up.
1: Yeah, so it has to be the the one that you got. Uh, it's like a seat. It's like a seat, like I said, often called a washlet
0: uh-huh.
1: um, in the U.S. And it needs to be connected to the um, the the water in right from the toilet uh, hookup. Yeah, right? you basically
0: need a T hookup so that you can split it where the water is going to the receptacle in the back of, of the toilet, as well as the right, seat, right. and I didn't have that. So eventually I hooked it up and never looked back. Never, yeah. my, life has changed for the better.
1: And, and you even got me one.
0: Yes. This is true. We are a two bidet household. I don't want to brag. <laughs> uh but I'm not bragging because actually these ones that you can get that fit on your toilet are very uh cost cost effective, are very affordable.
1: They are very affordable. Um
0: and uh I to the point now where when we used to travel, which no one will ever travel again, I think, um, but maybe we will someday to Mars, um, that going somewhere where we didn't have our bidet. That was always the thing we complained about most. Like, oh, it's nice to travel, and I really like seeing the sights, but I miss my bidet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I remember when you first got it, we had several friends over, because this was the before times. Yes. Um, And uh, you were rather aggressive about... Now, don't say Getting it like that. Getting people to
0: try it. See, this is what I'm talking about. Because you uh, you make it sound like creepy. No. Listen, there's I, so I, much okay. stigma around the bidet. I was enthusiastic.
1: You were enthusiastic. And a lot of our friends were intimidated.
0: Not our friend Rory. Rory was in. No, Rory
1: was in. But s- quick but... convert. <laughs> some of our friends were intimidated. So let's go through some, some bidet history and some bidet etiquette. So you, Tell dear me- listener, don't have to be... Intimidated.
0: Tell me about how it was invented back in the bidet.
1: (laughs) Okay. So when you have not a washlet, not on the seat, the bidet is usually seen as a separate bowl or receptacle, right? Now, Um,
0: I've only seen that once in the wild. And that was, we went uh, to Vegas on a family trip. Right. Um, and they upgraded us to, I think when they saw that we had a child with us, said, oh, you're going to be in the hotel a lot. And upgraded us to a slightly nicer room and said room had a turlet and a bidet mm-hmm. right next to it. I never used it because I was afraid of it, and it uh, felt weird yeah. moving from toilet to toilet. <laughs>
1: well, it's not actually a toilet. Okay, so you're you're right. Normally, they uh, a bidet is kind of like a miniature, almost toilet right next to the toilet.
0: Mm-hmm. It's the toilet's child sure yes
1: um so it's probably a french in- invin- invention but the idea of washing yourself after you go to the bathroom is not french i mean people i mean the
0: word definitely is though yes. right but day yes. that's not german
1: no uh it's the french word for pony huh. because when you straddle it you kind of look like you're riding it oh <laughs> how cute <laughs> So that 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 word was first coined in France in uh, 1710.
0: Oh wow! Okay.
1: Right. Well, way like, farther back. Well, like again. I said, though, really, way farther back. I thought. I mean, I suppose I shouldn't have thought that um, bidets predated indoor plumbing. Yes,
0: thank you. But I
1: guess I guess I was always thinking about just kind of like a wash basin.
0: Okay, but see, I don't think of that as a bidet. To me, a, a bidet inherently has some kind of like water shooting up fountain quality.
1: Okay, sure.
0: You know, I once looked up just in case anybody's curious. I once uh, started wondering like, how did they have fountains? Because I know that they did before there was like electricity to power pumps. And I like challenged myself to figure out how I would do it, and then I looked it up, and basically, what they did is they would build the like water towers or water receptacles up on hills and then or higher places on top of buildings or something, and then have the pipes run down so the water pressure from having the water at a higher point would push the water up into the fountain. And that's how fountains used to work, just in case anyone was wondering,
1: that's awesome so once once the bidet, Came into fashion. It went all over France and Italy. Um, and there is a record of Queen, the Queen of Naples and Sicily requesting one for her personal suite. But the most famous bidet belonged to Napoleon Bonaparte.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah, I knew it was going to be French, mm-hmm. but I was leaning towards Louis or Marie Antoinette.
1: Nope. But uh, it was
0: Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. Uh,
1: he took his silver bidet with him in all of his travels and to every battlefield he ever fought on.
0: Well, see, I told you I missed our day when we traveled. It's I get true. It. It.
1: It's true. And the great thing about his particular silver bowl is it acted as a natural kind of like antimicrobial, um, which kept the piece of furniture clean and sanitary no matter where he happened to be in the world. Um, and he made sure that his bidet was passed down to his son in his will because it was so dear to him.
0: Oh, it's so sweet, kind of, sort of, almost. Sort of. So this is making a lot more sense to me now thinking about it in that time period as more of a wash basin. Yes. Right, and less of a like sprayer.
1: hmm Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's something that bidets don't do they're not a contraceptive
0: go on um in the, oh I see yeah uh-huh. in the
1: early days it was thought that if one did not desire to be pregnant one could
0: simply wash
1: simply wash away the uh, the culprit right <laughs>
0: <laughs> man I was wondering what euphemism is Teresa gonna use in get there and you know I could have guessed a hundred times and I don't think I ever would have gotten to culprit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I believe uh, I've figured out who committed the crime. If everyone would please join me in the <laughs> parlor. Yes, you do, culprit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the long and the short of it, no. That, no it not, doesn't no. work. That's not, that's not a thing. But bidets were often used by sex workers for upkeep and comfort.
0: Okay. All right. That makes sense. Right. I get that.
1: Um, there's a few more things associated with bidets that may or may not be true. The first one being um that John Harvey Kellogg in nineteen twenty eight.
0: Ah. No, so this is if you uh wanna hear more about this, you can listen to Sawbones the Battle Creek uh what sanitarium. is it? San, san, Sanatorium Sanatorium. Yes, but uh this is Kellogg of the serial. Uh, right. And basically, he was all about restriction and like no spicy food and uh, sex is bad for you. And, uh, you know, this is the way that you maintain health and that you.
1: One of the ways that he. Uh, which is was,
0: why uh, cornflakes was so no sugar at the beginning. It right, was just right, like right, right. very plain cereal.
1: And it was uh, intended to help move the bowel. Yes. Um, and so, what?
0: <laughs> no, you said singular bowel, and I liked it. To move the bowel. It, it sounded like something that one would do while playing cricket. Oh, well, you gotta move the bowel, man. <laughs> like, the problem is they get out there, and, you know, they're just not able to move the bowel, and that's why they're not winning, you know what I mean?
1: Anyway, um, and he applied for a, uh, a patent, um, that he called the anal douche, Uh Um, It was sort of like a bidet nozzle, right, that you could attach to your toilet to clean yourself with a steady stream of water. So it wasn't quite a basin with a fountain. It wasn't quite seat with a motor. It was just a kind of almost like you have your uh, shower heads that you can Uh, detach, right?
0: Um, I would argue that his big problem there was uh, in branding. I think you could probably come up with a better name for it. Um, Maybe get a madman on that. (laughs) Um, Anal Douche is probably not going to move the product like you might want.
1: And that was really the first attempt to uh, Americanize the bidet. Um, Europeans have been a big fan. And Asian uh, countries also. Um, Alex mentions that when she was in Sri Lanka, they had the kind of nozzle kind right um
0: why do you think that it i mean do you have in the copy or is it just we want to speculate now as to why you think here in the u.s it has not taken hold as quickly or as early as it has in some other countries oh well
1: you're welcome to speculate but i do know why
0: oh okay um i i mean my assumption is that it seems too fancified for, mm. for the time period. Like, Too highfalutin? Yeah, then I think that there was a time period in America where, uh, here in the U.S., I mean, where we, pride, we quote unquote, prided ourselves on our rough and tumble frontier ideals and that we are, are toughies and we don't need none of that highfalutin French stuff. And by time period, I mean up until about 2012.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I suppose, but... What most historians agree uh, is that it has to do with the, the puritanical nature of our society. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so... And it
0: seemed too fun?
1: No. Okay. So in in the different world wars, Americans weren't really introduced to bidets until they went overseas, right, in in World War II in Europe specifically. Okay. So, GIs visiting bordellos mm-hmm. uh, would often see bidets in the bathroom, so they became quietly associated with sex work.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, that doesn't make sense, capital S sense, but mm-hmm. it really makes lowercase s sense.
1: Right. And so- um When these G.I.s came back and built homes uh, and the baby boom ensued, uh, they felt kind of squeamish about the bidet being in their homes. So a lot of our, you know, our prefab World War II houses just didn't have the hookups because it was stigmatized. Stigmatized. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Man, stigmas are bad. I'm I'm just going to go right out on a limb and say it. I don't like stigmas. (laughs)
1: Here's the thing, right?
0: Tell me. Tell me of the thing.
1: Surely one could put together that the bidet was just for cleaning, right? Just to keep you clean. But this this lie persevered of the fact that it may have been an effective contraceptive. And so it was, it was considered one of the tools of the trade. And, man, we have so many of these hangups here. It can help people who have periods. It can help people who have hemorrhoids. There are lots of other things that go on down there besides sexy times. And so I, I think we should destigmatize the bidet. Yep.
0: Here we are, yes. we're doing it. Yes. I will also say that uh, just all in all, less irritation from mm-hmm. toilet paper, no matter how soft it is, right? You're in there, you know, it can get uh, a little rough sometimes. Especially, I will say, uh, and I'm gonna try to avoid being blue here, but if you are having some tummy troubles and mm-hmm. you are going to the bathroom perhaps multiple times in a day, multiple, multiple times, having the bidet can really help keep you comfortable down there.
1: Absolutely, that's what that's what I'm saying, you know?
0: Plus, you can heat the water on it, it's really <laughs> pleasant. It's really
1: nice. So in Japan, 70% of all homes have their own electronic bidet. This makes a
0: lot of sense because um, yeah. just culturally they uh, embrace technology more mm-hmm. I also it's just one of those things that you see in you know movies and TV shows and culture and also just travel shows we enjoy right. travel shows a lot where very fancy technological toilets
1: right and that's not to say that they're uh that these fancy Japanese ones are not catching on they are all you have to do is look on YouTube and you can see a bunch of people showing off their, you know, their technicolor fountains yes. in their bathrooms. It's it's pretty cool. And yes. it is good for the environment. Less toilet tissue down the drain, less use of toilet tissue. Now when you are finished with the bidet, if you don't want to just like drip dry, uh, it is recommended that you use toilet tissue. But
0: there are some though that are uh, that have like built in like dryers That's and, you true. know like air dryers in them, which is interesting. That's
1: true. Uh, so, do you want to hear about how we should use a bidet?
0: I absolutely do, but you know what I want to do first? What? I want to write a thank you note to our sponsors.
1: Yay!
0: I want to tell you about Quip, my friends. Please do. Okay, I will. Quip. Mm-hmm. Well, it's great. It's an oral hygiene company, and you might think, Travis, just say toothbrush, but it's not just toothbrush. It's toothbrush, it's floss, it's toothpaste, and it's now gum, what? And mouthwash. And mouthwash, it's everything. Everything. Right? It's everything. You can check it all out, and I do recommend that you do because it is, one, my favorite flavor of toothpaste that I've ever had, DeFresh Mint, two, The gum not only tastes great, but makes your teeth feel cleaner. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, sometimes it's between meals, and we often refer to it here in our household as like feeling like you have sweaters on your teeth. You know what I mean? Chewing that gum makes your teeth feel cleaner. And that's dentist proof. That's not like made up. Right. And the mouthwash is great. And all of it comes in fun, like dispensers. And it, like I, the floss dispenser, the yeah. gum dispenser, the mouthwash dispenser. They have all a cool.
1: matching quip suite yeah. of uh, rose gold toothbrush floss dispenser, and mouthwash dispenser. Um, And let's talk about dispensers for a second. Uh That gum dispenser is like adult Pez.
0: It's so cool. Uh, And you can check it all out, and we recommend that you do. Uh, If you go to getquip.com slash schmanners right now, you can get a free plastic dispenser with any refill plan. That's a free dispenser at getquip.com slash schmanners, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash schmanners. You can also find the Quip electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and more in the oral care aisle at your local Walmart. Quip, the good habits company.
1: Schmanners is also sponsored in part this week by Libby. Libby is a free reading app created by Overdrive that lets you borrow ebooks and audiobooks from your library on your phone tablets Kindle or computers all you need is a valid library card from your library
0: that's so great because I'm missing libraries yeah. you know I never thought libraries would be one of the things I missed but there's one uh, you know not not too far from us that we used to take the kids to they had a big mm-hmm. like kids like uh, you know checkout area and it was great. But not anymore. Well, I mean eventually, hopefully, but not yes. right now. We
1: shall return to the library, but until then and after, it's very easy uh, because it works just like your physical library. You borrow available books you want to read and they return themselves automatically after your loan expires. So download Libby in the Apples App Store or in Google Play Store to start borrowing and sampling ebooks and audiobooks today. Bria, what's your reader wheelhouse? A woman on a journey, space, post-apocalyptic roads, and magical food. Mallory, what's your reader wheelhouse? Werewolves, haunted houses, weird fiction, and uh, books set in Florida for, for some reason. We're reading glasses, and we want to know what your reader wheelhouse is. We can use it to help you find more books that you love. And avoid books that you don't. So whatever you like to read about and however you like to read it... We want to help you read better. Reading Glasses, every Thursday on Maximum Fun.
0: How should one use a bidet?
1: Well, let's start with the old school first. Okay, so I've already mentioned that it's kind of like the toilet's friend right uh-huh. next to it, right? The
0: toilet's best friend.
1: Um, so I would recommend that you take off your, your clothing entirely. Not the upper part, okay. I was but wondering, but the lower part, uh
0: huh.
1: Um, and you should straddle the bowl, depending on which part of yourself you're planning to clean. So, so
0: depend- you mean which way you face right. depends on which part you're going to clean. It, okay, right.
1: Um, if your butt is dirty, sit on it like you would at the toilet. If your front is dirty, sit with your privates facing the faucet. Right. So, so in your mind's eye.
0: I think we get it. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right.
1: Uh, The faucet will have regular sink handles. um, So feel free to adjust the temperature as you clean, and you can even switch halfway through, right? Um, When you're done, you dry yourself off with your toilet tissue, and then turn off the water, and make sure the bidet is drained before you put your pants back on. There is sometimes like a third smaller... um, Handle That's like the flush. That's like the flush. It doesn't quite flush because the water, you can keep the water going, obviously, to to flush things down. But it's more like a sink where you unstopper it, right, to get everything out. And then you want to clear all the water out. So you turn off the faucet, open the plug, let it all drain out. Because the next person doesn't want to sit in your dirty water.
0: No, absolutely not. Oh God, no!
1: Okay, next one is the handheld bidet. So you should position yourself over it so that if you spray, um, <laughs> if you spray yourself, it will land in the basin and yes. not all over everything. Not right? on the floor. Yes, um, some would say a, a crouch is probably good for this, um, and spray in spurts so that you don't have the water going everywhere, um, do your front first, sorry, do the front first and then the back and then flush the toilet. Um, Because usually the nozzle ones don't have their own basin next to the toilet that they are attached to the toilet. And the thing about this style is it doesn't, doesn't usually have temperature controls. It's whatever... Uh, water is coming out of the plumbing for the toilet is usually powering and this.
0: brace yourself friends because that's often cold yeah. water unless yeah. they have a special setup there it's gonna be a chili.
1: okay last one electronic bidets or washlets. Um, and this is really great because I know that Arbidays actually came with a little like laminated user manual, which is great.
0: Which you should also clean from time to time, yes, because yeah, it's in the bathroom, it's near the toilet, uh, and it's laminated, so it's easy to wipe off.
1: Um, and so check out the command buttons before you start. Uh, most of them usually have a red stop button if mm-hmm. you get overwhelmed,
0: um, or if you're just done, or if you're you're
1: done. I mean, I like to ride the wave for as long as it lasts. But okay,
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I was on there. You have uh, water, to, or at least on ours. Uh, water temperature, mm-hmm. nozzle position, that kind of thing. Some
1: even have seat temperature warmers. Yeah. It's pretty fun, um, and some of them even have a dry setting, like you mentioned earlier. So those are those little robots are fun to use.
0: Um, also, so along those lines, because I, I know that it can be a concern uh, of, of like sanitation and cleanliness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, most of those electronic ones uh, that have like the built in nozzle and sprayer, they will have uh, like ways built in that they kind of automatically clean themselves right. as they function. It or is, a
1: cleaning setting.
0: Or a cleaning setting, right? So that is something that they have thought about. Now, let's do a few questions here. All this right. is from Jeronius. Should you be proud and tell your friends and family about how great your bidet is, or is it a secret shame? Now, here's the thing. You cannot control the way that other people react to the way that you describe something, right? It is a subjective thing and not an objective thing. I think that if you are enjoying it and you have found that it has improved your life and you believe that it would improve other people's lives, the only way to destigmatize something is to talk about it. Agreed. They might react like it's embarrassing to hear you talk about it, but that is because it is stigmatized, not because it is embarrassing. Exactly. Uh, This is from Diana. I've never had a chance to try a bidet. How do you dry after it's done?
1: Like I said, some have uh, drying functions, a little fan blower, um, but... It's recommended that you use a small amount of toilet tissue to dry yourself off. Nobody wants, you know, saggy underwear, saggy, soggy underwear afterwards.
0: True. This is from Kate. Would it be weird to use someone's bidet if you visit their house?
1: Absolutely not. Uh, That's why it's there. And the whole situation is pretty hygienic, like you said, even if it's like an old school bidet. um, It's no different from using the toilet facilities at their house. So go ahead and use it if you're comfortable.
0: If anything, I would say. It's It's the cleaning part, right? It is the cleaning part. Right? So you should worry about it less than using somebody's (laughs) toilet. Um, This is from Sophie. Can I ask people who own bidets for recommendations based off of their bidet experiences?
1: Oh, yes. In our experience, people are very happy to talk about uh, how much a bidet has improved their lives. This
0: is true. I remember I went to a party once. And uh, I got introduced to a friend of the host, and we were kind of like hitting it off. We were talking about stuff. And then, like, I think I mentioned like a bidets in some way, and their eyes lit up. <laughs> and the two of us became best friends just talking about our bidet experience. It was like, they're so great. And we kept pulling other people into the conversation, like, you have a bidet, right? Come over here. <laughs> just talking <laughs> about bidets.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, this is from Daisy. If you install a bidet on the only toilet in your house, or all toilets in your house, should you make any guests aware of it or let them figure it out on their own?
1: Um, well, we were kind of excited to to let our guests uh, visit our bidet, so we told them about it. But I think that uh, if it's one of those, um, like, washlet-type seats, I, I don't think that you owe it to, like, uh, you know, caution them about it because the only way that you would use it is if you push the buttons to turn right. it on and use it. Other than that, it's just like a normal toilet.
0: But if you have one of those laminated sheets, I would recommend if it's the only toilet or it's all toilets in the house, to get like a little um suction cup hook or something mm-hmm. and like put that in like uh, eye line, you know, visible near uh, where the bidet is and like hang that instruction sheet on there. So that way, if they're there and they want to try it, they can do it without asking you about it. Exactly. That, that could help them overcome some of that stigma to so do it on their own instead of coming out like, hey, Bob, give me a step-by-step instruction on how to use that <laughs> ding, ding, thing." Uh, this is from Casey. Do they have a significant impact as far as living a more sustainable, less wasteful life?
1: Uh, yes, in the way of less toilet tissue used. Um, they al- do,
0: I mean, if they're electronic, right? They right. do use energy and they use water, right? Yes,
1: but water uh, does go down to be treated right. at the waste treatment plant. Um, so it's not it's not water that's completely lost. Right. Um, but it's not really quantitative, in that way it's qualitative in the way of you are using less tissue you're buying less tissue tissue is not being in demand there's chopping down less trees to make toilet tissue so it's it's more about like the longevity of the planet and i suppose then yes it is more
0: sustainable well, this question, I think we've already answered, but pathetic barrel asks, why are bidets not more common? And like we were talking about, I think it's a lot of stigma. Um, because and, and also, they are more common outside of the US. Yes. Right? Like indeed. I think that here in the US, they are starting to catch on more and more. I think, especially as these electronic washlet seats are easier and easier to install mm-hmm. and more and more affordable. Um, and in case anyone was wondering, because we talked about, the uh, recommendations, uh, the, the brand that we have been using is called BioBidet, B-I-O-B-I-D-E-T. Um, and they yeah. have some pretty affordable options and easy to install. And I don't know, I think they're great. Yeah. We're not sponsored by them or nothing. <laughs> I just uh, think they're great.
1: Fun fact, America, uh, the U.S. is actually, Um, One of the top producers and exporters of bidets.
0: Well, excellent. Okay, great. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Thank you uh, to Alex, of course, our researcher, and friend, Without whom we would not be able to make the show. Thank you so much. Thank you to MaximumFun.org, our podcast home. We've got the Max Fun Drive coming up pretty soon now. So if you enjoy Schmanners, think about maybe becoming a Max Fun supporter this year when the time comes, or maybe uh, upgrading uh, your, your Max Fun uh, support level. We'll talk more about it though when the yeah, time we'll comes. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, We want to tell you about the pin of the month over at McElroyMerch.com. It's a really cute Farm Wisdom pin with a really cute uh, cow over there. And every pin uh, that you buy benefits the AAPI Civic Engagement Fund, which supports local community organizations to combat violence and hate. There's also an Adventure Zone shirt over there. Um, that's new and a lot of other fun stuff and speaking of The Adventure Zone you can pre-order The Adventure Zone Crystal Kingdom graphic novel which is the next in our graphic novel series Uh, you can pre-order that at theadventurezonecomic.com comes out July 13th Uh, it's gonna be really fun it's really beautiful Um, I think that this is the one where we've done the most kind of tweaking to the story Uh, just not in big ways but mostly just to make it not 800,000 pages long (laughs) Um, so I think you'll enjoy you can pre-order that at theadventurezonecomic.com. Awesome. Um, and yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. Oh, who else do we thank? What else do we do? Always. <laughs> what else do I always say? <laughs> Teresa, what did I forget?
1: We always thank Brent, Brent Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. We also thank Kayla M. Wassell for our Twitter thumbnail art. That is at Cast, And that's where we got all of our awesome questions for this week. Um, so keep an eye out for more questions calls to questions there. We also thank Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. So go ahead and join that group if you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans. One more uh, plug here is we are always taking topic suggestions. We are always taking um, idioms. We've got a lot, but we always want more. We're so greedy for Mm -hmm. idioms.
0: Delicious,
1: delicious idioms. And you can send those to schmannerscast at gmail.com.
0: And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week.
1: No RSVP
0: required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it.